Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 20 minutes, I'm going to give you 10 bold NFL predictions. Some are bold. Some aren't exactly bold. Some you might go, who is this dope that they got to fill in today? Many of you are probably wondering that already. It's good to have you in on this Monday, Wes McElroy. In for B. Mitch and Finley. Thank you to the gentlemen of 106.7, the kind fine people for having me in today. Those two will be back tomorrow. I imagine they're working today as Ron Rivera going to address the media here in about an hour as it's game week. It's week one. Football is here, folks. College football this weekend, NFL just around the corner, days away. It's one of those things where you get up and you go, dude, it's Monday. We got a game on Thursday. Washington plays on Sunday. And you have the question looming about Curtis Samuel. You got a lot of questions looming because so much, only so much can be talked about and figured out in the preseason. Now is when it starts to count. Ryan Wilson of CBSSports.com is going to join us here in just a couple minutes. We're going to go around the NFL, get his thoughts on Washington. And then I will bring you some of the thoughts because we do this. As fans, as media members, we have this picture in our mind of how we think the season will go. Expectations that we have. Assumptions. And you know what happens when you assume. But we do this. It's part of the fun of the offseason. It's part of the longing for football. So I want to give you ten things 10 bold predictions, things that are on my mind as we roll into this season. Fun first hour. Thank you to Michael Phillips of the Times-Dispatch in Richmond for joining us. You can find him at Michael P. RTD. Also, uh, I, I mentioned being, and once again, some of you go, wait a minute, I've heard this guy's name before. The voice sounds familiar. You can catch me on Saturdays, uh, most Saturdays, but you caught me Friday night. I am the Virginia Tech pre- and post-game host for Learfield and the sideline reporter. Now, we got into a little college football conversation just last segment about the things that make college football special and unique, which I love experiencing because I went to a small Division three school named Waynesburg College. Cody Betts, who's producing, I'm, I'm shocked that he knew where Waynesburg was. I'm stunned that, that Jim in Harper's Ferry not only knows Waynesburg, but Jim, uh, you hate Waynesburg? Why do you hate Waynesburg? Oh, if you paint the scene, back in uh, 1990, I was a, a junior at Frostburg State University. 
mm-hmm. going into a game with uh, um, you guys. And we were 9-0 and going in there, and we should have just rolled over top of you, but it was a monsoon, and they made us play. We lost to guys, lost to you guys 10-7. to so I, uh, I have a hatred in my heart for Waynesburg College, and uh, <laughs> from, from that day forward, and I kind of dissipated over the years. And then you started talking about him, like, "Damn, that's right, he was um, <laughs> Waynesburg College." Jim, Jim, there, so. there's there's no ill will here. The only people in Waynesburg that we don't like is Washington and Jefferson because they're our rivals. So there's there's no will like Ill- either, but. There's no ill will for you against Waynesburg. I just I'm I appreciate you call in, and I'm actually appreciative that you know where Waynesburg, Pennsylvania is. So uh, on yeah, that note, long ride home that night. I remember that <laughs> feeling coming home. Have yourself a great Monday. Thanks for sharing, man. I appreciate you listening. There you go. All right, I swear we're we're gonna move on from Division Three football because if CK is listening right now, this is my debut show, and I'd really, really, really like to come back. 1-800-636-1067. That is the telephone number. The Twitter, you can find me on Twitter and follow me at Yo Wes on the radio. That's just one S, at Yo Wes on the radio. Poll question is up asking you today, what must the Washington football team do for this to be a successful season? What must happen? These expectations that we have, what must happen? they got to win the NFC East they got to just make the playoffs. I don't care if they win the division. I don't care if it's a wild card. Just get to the postseason. It's a successful year. Or do they have to make and win a playoff game? And if you have something else, you, you can dial us up, 1-800-636-1067. But you can find that poll at Yo Wes on the radio and follow me on Twitter. Let's get into the Washington football team. Let's go around the NFL Another pal, another colleague, Ryan Wilson. You can find him on CBSSports.com, on CBS HQ, where you stream live on CBSSports.com. And he's joining us now on The Fan. My man, what was it like? I don't know what the weather is where you are today, but what was it like when you woke up this morning and realized it is finally here? It is week one of the NFL season. Well, this has been like a four- or five-day holiday because – I covered the draft also for CBS Sports, so I sort of rolled into it starting last Thursday, a week ago almost, um, <clears throat> that Minnesota-Ohio State game. I had a huge weekend watching college football, and now the NFL week is here. So I watched some of the kids that will be playing in the NFL over the weekend, and now I can watch the, the guys who were just drafted and going into year two trying to prove themselves, and, and I'm sort of excited about that. I take it from a slightly different perspective than your typical perhaps NFL fan or even NFL Reporter, but uh, I love the idea that fall is here. It's going to start cooling off. The leaves are going to change if you're on the East Coast, and you can enjoy sort of what that means on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, man, I'm pumped, Wes. I'm excited. Sweater weather. That's what I call it, sweater weather. I, I was saying at the top of the show, I used to, most of us as kids, we hated Labor Day because it was back to school. Now, <laughs> I love Labor Day. I love Labor Day because the they get out of the house. Wes, exactly. The kids go back to school, but there's also football. I, I'll start broad here because it is week one. Looking at the slate of games, if you had your pick, if you could go to one game this week, which one would you pick from? This isn't even that exciting, but it sort of caught my attention as I was going through the week one schedule again. I want to be in Foxborough to see what happens when Mac Jones takes the field for the Patriots going up against Tua the guy uh, he replaced at Alabama. Um, actually, in the 2019 season, Tua hurt his hip. He came in for the last handful of games there. Then he lit it up last year at Alabama while Tua struggled in, in Miami. There were some conversations this offseason that maybe the Dolphins might draft a quarterback. They didn't do that. Then Deshaun Watson rumors started burbling 
uh, bubbling. And a few weeks ago, Brian Flores had to say no. Tua was our guy. And Wes, honestly, I don't know. There might be more pressure on Tua in this game to prove himself than on Matt Jones because Matt Jones has gotten the thumb, thumbs up to stamp of approval just by virtue of the Patriots moving on from Cam Newton, liking what they saw from him in, in the preseason and training camp. We don't know what Tua's going to look like. Last year wasn't good. The preseason was really good. So I, I want to see this is going to be a fun game. And for a week one game, <laughs> you know, every year we joke that every year week one eventually is going to become a must-win game. This isn't a must-win game, but I think it's must-watch to get a sense for how these young quarterbacks are going to perform and what it means for them for the rest of this season. Are the Dolphins going to go in another direction after the season for, for a quarterback? Are the Patriots going to be happy with Mac Jones? So I'm actually pretty excited to see that. Yeah, there's um, there's kind of this weird feel, and I, and I might be reading too much into this, but Mac Jones no longer has Cam Newton looming as a shadow on the sidelines. But even though he's not looming on the sidelines, there is a feel with Tua that there's Deshaun Watson, and there's too much smoke not to be fired that there's genuine interest by the Dolphins in Houston. There's just so many other things going on with Deshaun Watson that they, they can't do anything about it right now. That's right. That, that's, a, that's what it feels like. Now, Brian Flores has, has said differently and refuted some reports that the Dolphins are in fact interested in Deshaun Watson and they're just doing their due diligence. Whatever. Tua reads the papers. I don't know if people read the paper. He reads the internet. He's on social media. He hears these things, I would imagine. So it's not like um, it's not out there. So Tua may feel out of pressure. Maybe he doesn't, but that's going to be fun. Uh, something, you know, sort of underlying storylines to keep an eye on in that matchup. I expect Mac Jones to be dealing. He dealt during the during the preseason. And to his credit, Tua did too. But like I said, I feel like as we enter this thing, even though this is going to be Mac Jones' first start in the NFL in a regular season game, I feel like there's more pressure on Tua. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com is with us on 106.7 The Fan. I'm going to go around the league. I want to get some Super Bowl predictions. I want to get playoff predictions from you. But let's, right here, because as we're sitting here in D.C., we're waiting to see this Washington football team, waiting to see if there's progress. Going into the season, and I think there's a feel here that I get that maybe the, some of the national media, I don't want to paint you all with a broad brush, that some of the national media feel one way, maybe the beat guys feel a little bit closer to Vegas. How do you feel about this Washington team and what they've done in the offseason, including bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick? I've been high on Washington since the end of the season. I love Ron Rivera. Um, I, I love the idea of adding Ryan Fitzpatrick as a, as a bridge quarterback. They picked too low in the first round to get any quarterback that they may have wanted. I don't even know if they were eyeballing anyone. They got Jamie Davis somehow made that defense even better. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is the perfect bridge quarterback. He's not going to be there forever, obviously. And what, what he adds or, the, or what he brings, obviously, is ability to score a lot of points. He's also going to probably have some turnovers, which is what he has done historically. But what he has in Washington, which is what he has had before, the you know 27 other stops he's made, is defense. So he cannot go out there. He can throw, take chances downfield and throw an interception, but he knows he's going to get the ball back in three or four plays. And, and that's something that hasn't been uh, a, a, sort of a, something he's been accustomed to throughout his career. A lot of times he's not played on great teams, and a lot of times he's had to sort of do the heavy lifting and overcome a mediocre or bad defense. And I think that's one of the benefits of playing on this Washington football team. I think Ron Rivera is a great coach. I love the playmakers around Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know about Terry McLaurin. They added Curtis Samuel. They drafted Yami Brown. They have Antonio Gibson. They have Logan Thomas. I mean, the players are there. So I think this team is set up, especially in this division, to win it. I mean, we can talk about the Cowboys all day long. My two issues with the Cowboys always come back to this. Dak Prescott's health and Mike McCarthy. Full stop. Like Mike McCarthy, I don't know which coach he's going to be. Is he the guy that got run out of town by Aaron Rodgers and had to take a year off? 
or is he the, the guy, the new age guy that said he found himself in his one year with football and is now more aggressive and so on and so forth? Didn't see a lot of that last year, but maybe that's because he didn't have his quarterback. But I feel much more comfortable with, with where Washington is right now than anyone else in that division. Ryan, national perspective, how do you view this Washington defense? Do you see him as the top 10? Do you see him as the top five? Would you put him in the top three? Yeah, they're top five, worst case. And, you know, defenses sort of fluctuate year to year. They're much less predictable than sort of offense success, in part because you had Tom Brady, you have Aaron Rodgers. The, the offense always revolves around those guys. Offenses can scheme around defensive strong suits. But that said, I mean, there's so many layers to this Washington defense. They were lights out last year. They were third, uh, according to Football Outsiders, their advanced metrics, uh, third overall defense behind the Steelers and the Saints. And I think they're in that very same conversation they may even be a little better than Pittsburgh this year. Pittsburgh's lost some guys. Pittsburgh, by the way, hasn't signed T.J. Warren yet. He ain't playing until he gets signed, so that's something to keep an eye on. The Saints are going to be good. The Rams, the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl in part because their defense was just obliterating Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl game. They're absolutely watching the top five and top three. If I, if you said, do I, you know, gun to my head, top three? Yeah, and that's something that I feel pretty comfortable saying, just because they're so well rounded up front, in the middle limit. I mentioned they got Jamie Davis. In the secondary, maybe that's quote-unquote a, a weak spot, but I, I feel like if you have your front four getting after it, you don't have to have four all-famers in the back end to, to get things done. Joe, I'm taking it. Power rankings here at the NFC East. You've got Washington, Dallas, and then after that, Philly, New York? Uh, it's, <laughs> try to squeeze that in as a Philly guy. Actually, I'm leaning Giants, and that might blow up my face. It's pretty close. Um, I don't know if we have a Nick Sirianni, the new coach in, in uh, Philadelphia. I don't know if we have a Joe Judge for being honest here, too. In New York, there's some sort of weird goings on with a, a string of retirements early on in training camp. Danny, uh, Danny Donson Jones didn't look that good in preseason. We don't know Saquon Barkley's status in terms of week one, if he's going to be 100% healthy. There are a lot of issues there, but this sort of make or break year for Dave Gettleman, the GM in, in New York, Daniel Jones, the running back, the running back, the quarterback, and maybe even Joe Judge, the second year coach. I feel like Philadelphia's going to have a little more time to grow. We have to see what we have in Jalen Hurts. We don't know about that. If the offensive line's healthy, it's going to be okay in Philadelphia. If not, we'll see what we saw last year. So I'll give the Giants a slight edge at number three over the Eagles at four. He's Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. He's with us. Ryan, with the time I've left here, let's go big picture here. Better chance to make it back to the Super Bowl, Kansas City or Tampa Bay? I think it's Tampa Bay because I've learned that you just don't bet against Tom Brady. He's going to play forever. You have to accept that. But I just mentioned that defense just lights out, and they actually got better in the offseason. They drafted the rush in the first round. Joe Tryon, who had a really good preseason. Everyone else returned on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be really good. I think the big issue with Kansas City, now that there's a lot of issues there, just want to see how that offensive line comes together. It's a new unit, and obviously the one that was in the Super Bowl struggled when Patrick Mahomes took hit after hit after hit. Better chance of taking the next step: Buffalo or Green Bay? I think it's Buffalo because I feel like Buffalo. Green Bay has taken that step, and they've sort of danced around it, um, been sort of a quote-unquote disappointment in, in once they got to the big game in the conference championship game. And obviously Aaron Rodgers has been frustrated about that. Buffalo hasn't quite gotten to that point on a consistent level, and I think they're, the arrow's playing up on them for, for one reason, basically, and that's Josh Allen being 25 years old, and he's not going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers can leave after this year, and then you're saying, okay, can Jordan Love do these things Aaron Rodgers did? And the answer is probably not. No disrespect to Jordan Love, but Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer for a reason. All right. Is there – I want to get to my bold predictions here, and I have a sleeper that some people will probably wondering if I had some Baileys with my coffee this morning. Do you have a playoff sleeper going into this season? Do you have someone that is just maybe you're, um, you're thinking – you've got a feeling that nobody else is feeling. 
No, I don't. I'll give you the team that I like a lot, and this isn't going out on a huge limb here, but we haven't heard a lot about him. I like the Chargers. I think the, the issue with Brandon Staley, the first year coach, he's five years ago he was coaching D3 football, I believe. Last year he was the coordinator for the Rams, and he's coming over to this high-powered Chargers offense, starts with Justin Herbert, Ken Allen, Mike Williams. They have all these playmakers, and the defense is going to be better because Derwin James comes back because Brandon Staley is going to coordinate up a good defense. But are they going to be the Chiefs? Are they going to sweep the Chiefs? No. They, they, they could split with them, and that'll get them into the playoffs, I think, if they play like they did last year. But win those games, they couldn't because of late-game decisions that ended up costing Anthony Lynn his job. So I like them to, to go to the playoffs and maybe win a game, and that's primarily because of Justin Herbert and also because I think that defense will be much improved. All right, let's just hope that they do it after coming back from an 0-1 start as they take on Washington this Sunday. <laughs> Ryan, I, I, I tried to say this last but certainly not least. COVID, the Delta variant, still a major issue. We've got situations going on this morning with the Dolphins, Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady gave this interview over the weekend, I believe for the Tampa Bay Times, where he said he believes this year it, it could be more difficult with COVID and he says this as a member of the Bucks that they're 100% vaccinated. Now, they also are down in Florida in a hot county. What, what are your concerns? And do you have those same concerns? This year could be even more problematic with COVID than last year going through a pandemic. I don't think it would be more problematic only because a large number of these players and staff are, are vaccinated. It might be over 90% now. But I think that's the good news. It's just a matter of managing the the. the what happens when you when you get infected? And the, the good news is, if you're vaccinated, you should be on the shelf for for fewer days than you would uh, last year. So I think the biggest issue is still the political one, where people are, are angry at those who are or are not vaccinated, depending on where you're coming from. And I think if we can get past that and just understand that if everyone's vaccinated, we we can do the things we want to do on the football field. That's great. It seems like we're getting to that point. Um, there was someone who was just signed by the Raiders. I can't remember the player's name, but he said, I'm going to get vaccinated because I'm not even going to do any things with my teammate because I'm a political situation. You buy yourself at the word advanced or go alone. So I think that's a step in the right direction. Our guys can get infected. Yeah, we're seeing it right now. It's just a matter of coming back quicker because we're vaccinated and the protocols allowing for that. But I think it'll be better than last year, but there will be hiccups. Absolutely. And we'll see how the NFL deals with it. But I thought they did as good a job as they could a year ago. And I would expect actually things to potentially be a little smoother this year was. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ is where you can find them all football season. My man, appreciate you hanging out with us on this Labor Day. Happy day, Wes. Thank you, bro. You got it. And, yes, Miami this morning put in uh, Austin Jackson and Adam Shaheen on the COVID-19 list. You got Dallas with Zach Martin. Uh, he is, from the article I read, he is vaccinated. So, uh, But by the timing of the testing to go through the five days and the back-to-back test with the 24 hours in between, I think I, I think there's some conversation about potentially having him back by Thursday night, but that might be too much with him not being able to practice all week. It's going to play a factor, and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm not trying to brush off the topic because I even know this from my show on Richmond. Anytime I even bring up the NFL protocol, I instantly get the feedback like, "Dude, what's your agenda? What's your problem?" Well, you you're a liberal. You're, I mean, I, I get like from both sides of the fence. I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to politics. I, I'm not making this political, but this is where people, you know, I, I don't, I don't, they, they will listen to sports talk radio. I don't care about the vaccination policy. I, let's talk about sports, talk about football. And then you wake up angry and bitter on a Sunday morning because you're going, well, where's the guy on my fantasy football team? 
Well, wait, hold on, wait a minute. I'm going to lose this game in my survivor pool because this guy's not in? Yeah, that, these are things that you need to know going into the season because this is going to be part of the NFL season. And my hope, my true hope is that it's a minor part of the season and there are hiccups. Um, but we'll, we'll see here how the weeks play out. And look, I, I don't try to do the doomsday thing. I don't try to do chicken little in the skies falling because crazy enough, as we've seen these sports and we've seen leagues and we've seen games and championships handed out, uh, we saw that last year during the pandemic. It's complex. It's complex in a different way this year. So we wait, we hope, and we'll see how big of a factor COVID is this year, but also already a factor with the Cowboys and a, uh, a factor with the Dallas, uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Dolphins going into week one. We'll come back. Yes, there's week one, but there's a season in front of us. And next, the long-awaited 10 bold NFL predictions, which it, I, I, I'm going to say this. Your mouth's going to open. Either in shock, either in amazement, or either in bewilderment to, does this guy know anything about football? That's coming up next. Wes McElroy in for B. Mitch and Finley on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks again to Ryan Wilson of CBSSports.com for joining us on this Monday of week one of the NFL season, which includes Washington and the L.A. Chargers. I have to stop, pause, think about that because my mind still goes to the San Diego Chargers. Still the best uniforms in the NFL. Good to have you in. Wes McElroy in for B. Mitch and Finley, which... Let me just say this real quick before I run out of time because it, it's really cool. I appreciate the guys asking me, CK, and guys asking me to jump in for a couple hours. I'm with you up until noon today. We'll get you ready for Nationals baseball. But I'm one of those people that I, you know, I, I believe that if uh, someone does something nice for you, you should do something nice for them. And, and we, we live in a world. I work in, uh, in a place, you know, in a business where compliments are few and far between. I'm just one of those people that I, I think life is short, so I say what's on my mind. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm not just saying this because I'm in on his time shift. 
Everyone's got their guy that's not in the Hall of Fame that every year when the Hall of Fame rolls around, they believe should be in the Hall of Fame. My guy's Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell should be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't have enough time here. Maybe one day down the road, if they ask me back, I'll state my case. But Brian Mitchell, I've always believed that when you retire, when you walk away from the game, if you are the best at what you do, if you are the best of all time, and at that point when Brian retired, we had Devin Hester. We've had these extreme, awesome, even sometimes guys that were flashing the pan return guys who had a season here or there, highlights. B. Mitch was consistently good. B. Mitch was the guy. There was no juking and jiving. There was north or south, and occasionally, as I'm going north, I will take you out. But Brian Mitchell's numbers, you go back and you look through some of the special teams. I counted up one day. Brian Mitchell at one point has held either or either held or holds 27 NFL special team records. Should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we're still debating whether or not kickers should be in the Hall of Fame. We just look at return guys. They changed the game. They changed field position. And I, I don't know about you. I, I, I never made it past... St. Pius the 10th in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, which don't look it up. It's no longer there. They closed it down. Very sad story. I never made it past that level of playing football, but still to this day, I've always told there's three facets to the game, offense, defense, special teams. Brian Mitchell is one of the all-time greatest special teams players with the all-time greatest returners. B. Mitch should be in Canton. There I said it. Thanks to Brian Mitchell and JP for letting me jump in today. All right, without further ado, we got Cody Betts back at the studio, which, by the way, that's not his real name. I learned that yesterday. But how did Cody Betts, by the way, how did Cody Betts become Cody Betts? Uh, one day I was working on the Junkies, and Cakes just said, I think we've got a new nickname for Cody. It's going to be Cody Betts because mostly uh, all I do in my free time is gamble. Nice. You're the Not only, by the way, thank you for making this very easy on me today, but you're also the perfect person to be my ombudsman. You're the perfect person to judge as if you would set the tone with some music. My 10 bold NFL predictions for this upcoming season. Cody Betts hit it. All right. NFL season is just days away. This is what we do. As we, we've talked ourselves to death in the preseason, now we've got games Thursday, Friday, you'll get JP and Brian Mitchell to break it all down in predictions. I'm giving you season predictions because that's what we do in Sports Talk Radio this week. Ready? Number one. You got ten here. I want to start with the Washington football team since that's where I'm at today. My bold prediction for the Washington football team, back-to-back NFC East championships. But it's not going to come easy because, well, it's the NFC East and it's Washington. My bold prediction is in simultaneous 425 games on week 18, Washington led by their defense featuring Chase Young's 13-and-a-half sack season, Pro Bowl years by Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. They win the NFC East when Taylor Heineke has to come off the bench and he will lead them to a come-from-behind win over the New York Giants, which moments later they will stay on the field, they will look up at the Jumbotron and MetLife, and they will watch Dallas falter in a win and in game at Philadelphia, losing to the six-win Eagles. Ron Rivera's squad at 9-8. and eight. They become the first NFC East team to win back-to-back since 2004. Cody Betts, do I get a thumbs up or a thumbs down there? You get a thumbs up just for creativity. I mean, that was so elaborate. <laughs> I'm all for it. My mind goes to weird places. Next, I'm just going to go rapid fire here. 
Despite giving him a contract extension in 2020, the Vikings make Mike Zimmer the first head coach to be fired this season. It won't come until December, but after a year of COVID issues and his frustration from vaccination rates, Kirk Cousins' disappointing play. Kirk Cousins will probably miss a couple games. He'll lose the locker room. They're going to have a horrendous. I'm thinking, I'm looking at their schedule. I'm thinking like two and eight. I think Mike Zimmer is the first coach to be fired in the NFL this year. Also in coaching predictions, Detroit's Dan Campbell. Mark this down. Book it. I don't know if I'll ever be back. Mark it down that Wes McElroy said this at 11.33 on Monday going into week one. Dan Campbell at one point this week in Detroit, at one point this season, will crack his head open on the sideline bleeding after giving a headbutt to one of his players in celebration. That dude is nuts. He's crazy nuts. He's fun nuts, but that dude's nuts. Next. Here you go, Cody Betts. My third bold NFL prediction of the year. The NFL will get Week 18 dream scenarios. Buffalo, Kansas City will enter the final day of the season. They will have identical 12-4 and four records. They will be battling for the top spot and the, buy in the, a- the lone buy in the AFC playoffs. And adding to intrigue, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes will be neck and neck in an MVP battle. Mahomes will take a second MVP. However, the Bills, as a result of beating the Chiefs in Week 5, the AFC playoffs will go through Orchard Park, including a snowy playoff game between Kansas City and Buffalo. You feeling that one? I am all for that one. I have the Bills losing in the Super Bowl this year, so sign mm. me up. All right, hold on to your Super Bowl bet because I want to hear it. All right, we mentioned Deshaun Watson with Ryan Wilson. Deshaun Watson will be discussed. He will be debated. He, um, there will be speculation. We'll get to a point in October where we'll talk about someone needs to trade for Deshaun Watson. My bold prediction is Deshaun Watson never sees the field this year for the Houston Texans or for any other NFL team. Folks, this is complicated. You've got civil suits. You've got potential legal issues. You've got the FBI getting involved because uh, possibly an extortion case against Deshaun Watson. This is one of those where... Teams are just going, eh, unless something clears up here, we're not pulling the trigger. And if you're the Houston Texans right now, you're going, could we possibly get more in spring? Because this could go away. This could get settled over time. They know they can get max value come the springtime. I don't think Deshaun Watson, it's going to be weird. You're talking about top five NFL player who's going to be on the sidelines. I've got Deshaun Watson not playing a single snap all year. My next one. As I go through, what? by the way, Wes McElroy, 106.7 The Fan, in the day for B, Mitch, and Finley. These are my 10 bold NFL predictions for the year. I believe this is number seven, and it deals with Aaron Rodgers, who I think Aaron Rodgers is carefree. Aaron Rodgers gave a press conference a couple weeks ago where just there was no weight. There, there felt like there was no animosity. Aaron Rodgers is cool. He, as Stuart Scott used to say, you do you. Aaron Rodgers is who he is. So Aaron Rodgers is going to come in carefree. I think it's going to be another over 4,000-yard season. I'll say somewhere around 42, 44 touchdowns. He's going to lead the Packers to the NFC North. I just don't see true competition there in that division. And fans will hope for a Lambeau leap into the Super Bowl. However, in my playoff predictions, I got the L.A. Rams coming to Lambeau and that defense swarming Aaron Rodgers. Packers lose. Post-game press conference, he gets more cryptic. And that's how Aaron Rodgers walks off the field as a Packer in Lambeau for the last time. 
Are you feeling or are you not feeling Cody Betts, the Packers, this season? I am not feeling it. I just think lack of preparation is going to bite them in the butt. Mm. We'll find out here shortly because they got that Saints defense in week one. Here's one off the wall. Okay, because once again, my mind does go to weird places. In addition to the honor of being named the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class, Cody Betts, Dave Grohl, and the Foo Fighters will be this year's Super Bowl act in Los Angeles. And it will be awesome. Have you ever seen the Foo's in concert? I have not, and I'm just so, I mean, I'm laughing over here at the fact that you just brought up the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl, because we just, we got on a huge argument in the studio one day about him. <laughs> Why? Not, are, you, are you not a fan? I had no idea who it was, and they tried to make me feel bad. Like, I just didn't know who Dave Grohl was. So that's just so funny that they're getting to do the Super Bowl. You know, I said all those nice things about you, and you don't know who Dave Grohl is. Well, I do now, but then, I mean, I, I just, I didn't. Do you own any Foo Fighters music? I'm one of the biggest Foo Fighters fans you'll ever find. Um, I saw them in the Chili Peppers in concert. I, I will hold it in my top three concerts all time, and it was an incredible experience. No, I'm gonna, I don't you know really what? Know this, is, this is a little weird because we've not met. We're, we're talking down a, a line of technology. I feel like I'm going to make you a Foo Fighters mixtape or, or CD, or I'll send you a couple songs. Okay. Either way, this is getting weird. All right, next, my 10 bold NFL predictions as we roll in to number seven. Hope Springs Eternal on April 28th, 2022 in Las Vegas. The first five picks of the NFL draft will be the Houston Texans at one, the Detroit Lions at two. I think the Bengals, Joe, Joe Burrow right now concerns me. I, I, I'm not feeling the Bengals going in here. I got them at three. I think Urban Meyer and Jacksonville, that, that's just, that feels like a team that's not on the same page. He's trying his college rah-rah stuff. I don't think it's going to work. I got Urban Meyer like lasting two years in Jacksonville. I'm not feeling it. I got Jacksonville, and then I got Philadelphia. They're my top five picks going into the draft next year. All right, let's do this. I'm up against a break because all I have left here, I've got two more bold predictions. I've got my future win totals, and I've got my playoff predictions. I'll give you my playoff picks next, and I'm going to run by my future win totals, not only by Cody Betts, but also by Tim Murray of the Vegas Stats and Information Network. He's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts on Washington and that over under at eight and a half. Who he's feeling, who he's not, as we go into week one of the NFL season. We'll do that here. We'll do it next. Wes McElroy with you on 106.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There we go, Cody Betts. Little Foo Fighters. Wes McElroy in for B. Mitch and Finley. JP, Brian will be back tomorrow as we get you ready for week one. Washington and the L.A. Chargers. I'm getting you ready for Heisty, Craig Heist. Nats pregame coming up top of the hour. I just gave you seven of my bold NFL predictions. I will give you my playoff predictions But to help out here with a couple NFL over-unders that I like, because these are the fun things that go with football season. The spread, the tailgate, getting back to the stadium, maybe your fantasy football league, your survivor pool, whatever you may call it. But I I do, now that legalized sports gambling is in our vicinity, I like to uh, to pick the brain of uh, of a friend, Tim Murray, co-host of the Nightcap on VEASAN, Vegas Stats and Information Network. You can catch him late night, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Tim, a guy well-known around these parts, and he's hanging out with us as we go to Vegas. My man, how you doing on this Monday? I'm good. Uh, had a semi-heart attack last night with my Irish, but uh, we were I was able, wondering about you. We were able to get home, and that's why, uh, you know what? Don't bet on your team. Uh, <laughs> I didn't bet on Notre Dame, and I was able to come away happy because they were a seven-point favorite. Uh, obviously, they didn't cover. They blew an 18-point lead, but uh, they're able to come out, survive in advance. So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of advice. You know, you don't want to – don't bet on your team, uh, especially if they're a decent-sized favorite. You want you want to come away happy, right? Uh, so, you know, if you're a Virginia Tech fan and you bet on your team and you got a little money line, go your way on Friday, well, that's the way to do it. But if your team's laying a ton of points, just uh, just leave it be. Enjoy the game. Get the victory and then uh, and then move on and bet on other teams. Life lessons from Tim Murray, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, did uh, was there a team? Where did the sports books get the big win this weekend? Uh, they got them. So I was at the uh, the Westgate Superbook on Saturday morning, and Friday was a was a pretty good day for them. Uh, I mentioned Virginia Tech. Uh, that was a a spot in which uh, that was big for them. Uh, everybody was betting North Carolina, so they were able to get Tech there. Uh, and I think they were a pretty big winner on LSU losing to UCLA. Uh, just chatting with a uh, former D.C. guy. I guess a D.C. guy. You're always a D.C. guy. Uh, John Murray over at the Westgate uh, when I was there. Uh, and he said that they need they needed uh, UCLA, and that obviously came home. I don't think it was a, you know, I'm mean, sure there were some losses out there. Alabama coverings never a good thing, uh, especially covering in the first half. Uh, but I also think last night was beneficial for them too. I think it was it almost landed perfectly for sports books because people probably took some money line shots with Florida State, uh, you know, around two to one or whatnot, maybe even a little bit better, uh, and. 
then they were laying the points with with Notre Dame because people were going to you know lay a touchdown. So I think it landing three last night was probably best case scenario for most sports books. Um, so overall, I think they had a really good weekend, and I think. You know, especially being a holiday weekend, Wes, last night, there's no doubt in my mind, was a massive handle day, a ton of money coming in. People weren't leaving town. Um, Saturday, with all the games being what they were. So I think just the the plethora of games led to big handle, and uh, ultimately, I think it was a pretty good night, a pretty good day, I should say, for the books, because UCLA took care of business, uh, Florida State covered, and, and Virginia Tech helping out in the sports books, too. There you go. That's the scene in Vegas. Tim Murray's with us from VSIN. Tim, I only got about five to six minutes yep. here, so let me get a couple thoughts here. Let's let me it. start. Since the NFL is upon us, the Washington football team, A, what do you think about over under eight and a half? And B, what do you think about Washington getting one at home as we sit here getting ready for Sunday? Well, I, I will say, uh, one of my, uh, one of my three, I have three bets uh, out there on season win totals, and one is on Washington. Unfortunately for uh, for most, it's actually an underplay, and and the reason is, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a contrarian, um, and Washington is, believe it or not, the most bet team to win any division in football. People love Washington to win the uh, the NFC East, at least at at one particular sports book here in Las Vegas. And when you break it down, and this is why I went under eight and a half. Last year, the win total was five and a half. They obviously go over seven and nine. Look at the quarterbacks that they beat last year. Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton twice, Joe Burrow gets hurt, Big Ben, Nick Mullins, Jalen Hurts slash Nate Sudfeld. This year, it's Herbert, Allen, Ryan, Jameis, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott twice. So uh, I think this is a better football team than last year, but I think getting to nine wins is is a little bit lofty, so I took plus money on the under. Uh, as for this weekend, I, I think um, I probably wouldn't play it, but you know, anytime you get a home dog, it's always appealing to me. So um, you know, I think I, I think the Chargers actually might be in for some regression. So I, I think they have a ch- an opportunity certainly to to take care of business on Sunday. All right, so you're liking the plus one, but liking the under of eight and a half. New England, very compelling, going to Mac Jones, not only you know, not going with Cam Newton, getting rid of Cam Newton, letting him go. How do you feel about the Patriots over under nine and a half? That hook is uh that hook comes in and that's where I get a little bit worried. It's probably a stay away for me, but if I had to play it, I would look over. Um, you know, I think I, I love what Mac Jones is doing. Um I think Josh McDaniels, uh Mac Jones fits his system perfectly. Um, Damian Harris, I anticipate to have a massive year. Uh, they're running back. And, you know, you have to remember, you know, the New England Patriots were a team that was hit by COVID opt-outs more than any other team, you know, in, in, the, in the league last year. Donta Hightower is back. Uh, so they, they got a lot of pieces returning uh, that opted out last year, and I think Mac Jones just fits that system to a T. I don't think he's going to make many mistakes. And uh, I expect... I expect uh, the Patriots to absolutely be back, uh, have an opportunity week one against Miami, which I think they'll take care of business there. And if they do so, you could be looking at a 3-0 and start heading into that week four showdown against Tampa Bay. Tim, I'm sorry to do this to you. i got a minute left here. Yep. Give me a team that is there, – there's the over for a team that you think is too high and an under that you jumped on because you think it's too low. All right, I'll do it quickly. Uh, Denver, I love the over there. Uh, second easiest schedule, according to Warren Sharp, if you base it on – 
you know, uh, Vegas win totals. Uh, the crossover games as a last place team, you get Detroit, Jacksonville, and the Jets. Uh, they also play the NFC East. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's good, not great, but good. Tons of talent, so I like over eight and a half. And then honestly, I don't know how the Jaguars are getting to seven wins, man. So I took the under. It may be a square play, but I just don't know how the Jacksonville Jaguars, with all the question marks, with that offensive line, uh, is getting to seven wins this year. They'll be better than last year, but to go from one win to seven wins seems like a, a lofty jump. So under six and a half for the Jags. All right, my man. At one, Tim Murray on Twitter. Check him out on VEASAN. I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you, Tim. Anytime, brother. You got it. Tim Murray, as we get ready to wind down here on a Monday. Let me give you quickly my final bold prediction, my playoffs. AFC, I got Bills, Chiefs, Browns, Titans as divisional winners. I got Patriots, Chargers, and Ravens as the wild cards. My NFC picks, Buccaneers, Packers, Rams, the Washington football team, followed by the Niners, the Seahawks, and my sleeper surprise, the Atlanta Falcons. Since 2008, one NFL coach, at least one NFL coach, in his rookie debut, has led a team to the postseason. I got a weird feeling about Atlanta. And yes, it's a very weird feeling. And my, my Super Bowl prediction, Buccaneers back-to-back as they defeat the Bills. Thanks to Cody Betts. Thanks to JP and B. Mitch. They're back tomorrow. I'm Wes McElroy. Thanks for hanging out with me on this Monday on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.